Hello and welcome to my favorite Bryce cast. That's Bryce and that's Bryce. And today we're going to be talking about the death of civility in American political environments. Yes, it's a difficult topic to talk about. Uh, I, too, have witnessed the dearth of respect to my father when he sends me the Joe Rogan podcast talking about sacred geometry, and I definitely don't want to go and stab him and tell him that he's a fucking moron. But first, I, I just wanted to say, Bryce, you're looking gorgeous today. <laughs> Bryce, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, put a lot of, uh, I put a lot of work into my efforts on appearance, even though, unlike My Favorite Murder, this podcast is not videotaped oh so you're doing it all for me then you're just you're doing all your makeup for me (laughs) well what could i say i think you're a pretty likable and lovable guy and anyone who dates you would be very lucky to have you oh my god stop it stop it other people could be listening you know this is a podcast well i hope there's only one person listening the person of my heart but anyway i just want to say with with your with your makeup how is it like were you doing contours and stuff oh yeah so i i have this emergency makeup kit that i got when i was in advanced acting at high school uh we 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 took advanced acting pretty seriously there was like a a whole uh section during senior year where you got basically like torn down by the advanced acting coaches um and uh I, i think it was basically a precursor to a cult uh but this was a private school so um like a a private private cult, you know, it it was very exclusive. Oh, okay, that that really doesn't make anything clear, and sounds really weird. I know, I know, that's private school for you. Um, But no, I I got my advanced acting uh, class, and then also got my uh, makeup kit from that as a graduation present, basically, for uh, uh, leaving the advanced acting uh, after spending so many years with the, the people. Shut up, you crows! Stupid fucking crows are making a podcast. So uh, the the emergency makeup kit routinely comes out whenever you need uh, a makeup emergency, and it has all sorts of um, interesting stuff in there. Well, can you do you have it with you? Can you break it out? Uh, well, sure. I I guess I could. I let, let me, I'll go get it. You know, I I think the best part about uh, these types of podcasts is that you can then listen when people are doing like the practical effects, like l- listen to the shit. Oh, did that not sound like opening an emergency makeup kit? <laughs> it really did, Bryce. So what what do you have in here? Can you describe to the audience? Absolutely. Let's see. So we have some, uh, we have uh, all of this stuff is Ben Nye. Ooh, Ben Nye. That's some good stuff. Well, I wouldn't actually know. But I have been told by other people that routinely use makeup that Ben Nye is pretty good. Uh, let's see. First, we have some fair translucent face powder. Uh, gently press powder into cream makeup with puff. Remove excess with brush. I frankly have no idea what this stuff is for. But, you know, if you have an emergency, you can. Oh, understandable. I mean, and what do these types of emergencies typically look like? Uh, emergencies such as um, you're going to get drunk at a drunk Olympics with your boyfriend and your brother and a bunch of your close friends. And you look goth as fuck. Oh, I've seen those pictures. That was some pretty good makeup that you two wore. Did you do both makeup for both people? Uh, no, you know, unfortunately, my um, my awful boyfriend didn't let me do his makeup for him. Well, that's all right. I think your makeup looks better anyway. Oh, my goodness, Bryce. Thank you.
What else do you have in there? Uh, let's see. We have, um, oh, spirit gum. Oh, oh, oh my God. This shit is the worst. What is, what's spirit gum, Bryce? Well, it's this, you know, when people wear like those fake mustaches and shit, uh-huh. They, you have to put like this awful, uh, it's like, it's rubber fucking cement and you put it onto your face. Okay. And then you, you get the fake mustache or beard or whatever, and you apply it and you hold it until it dries. Okay, I I mean, it sounds like gross, but it doesn't sound that bad. No, the, the worst part is that removing it, it's getting it off. Like, first of all, it, it smells awful. It smells like you're breathing in cancer. And then it when you pull it off, it gets into your pores, and it sticks to all of your hair. So if you have, like, any stubble at all, it's just ripping that shit out. And it goes deep into your pores, and you really just feel it. You have to work it forever. And you you end up not getting sections of it and slowly just, like, scratching at it the rest of the day as you try to get it out in the shower. That's really awful. Yeah, so I, I have spirit gum and spirit gum remover. And the remover is not great. It's just not great. Um, we, we have in here some Snow White hair powder. You know, I, I think you would look very good if you had... Like a little bit of gray as you as you gray out. Well, thank you, Bryce. I uh, I actually don't mind uh, going gray at all. I, I hope to keep color as long as possible in my hair, but um, going gray doesn't worry me. I, I would be very upset if um, I, I started losing some of my hair, personally speaking. Uh, but I I think I would look great as like a you know a sexy silver daddy. You know. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's not share those details of our sex life with the audience. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. Um, here I have some acrylic. Uh, it's just some matte acrylic paint. Uh, you can use this to uh, paint your eye, uh, paint paint on your face, paint on your eyes, etc., etc. Uh, let's see. This is liquid latex, very similar to that spirit gum, the awfulness. Uh, there's the spirit gum itself in a. Uh, it looks like a, you know amber in Jurassic Park, like the amber that they get the mosquito out of. It looks exactly like that. It, it it's just this terrible color that says, "Don't use me. I am awful." Uh, this is a, a, a nice makeup poof. Uh, you can poof all over yourself. It's still in the plastic. I haven't used that. And now we're, we're starting to dig deep into the uh, the bag of mysteries, the, make, the emergency makeup kit for emergencies only. And here we're starting to get into the actual makeup. So we have a couple of skin tones, um, which is to be expected. We have um, some makeup pencils. Uh, I, I very much enjoy those. And so, uh, makeup pencils, yeah. So you use those for you know your your um, you use this for your eyebrows. Use those for your eyelashes. Uh, they're very useful if you just need to get uh, like a fine point amount of makeup. And I, I guess the makeup is on the pencil. Um, and then here we have we're starting to get into nose and scar wax. This is some cool stuff. You uh, it's like putty that you put on your face, and then you can make contours and lesions and and like awful shit, and then make up that up. And uh, that can make it look like you have like a, a terrifying scar, or you've been like shot in the face, or whatever. Oh, gruesome, gruesome. Well, I, I, I am a sucker for the the grotesque, you know. Oh, really? Yes. Ever since my mom showed me, um, I, I think it was, uh, oh gosh, what's it called? The 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 movie with the the little the little like puppet guy, and he's just like, oh, welcome to my section where you dig the key out of your leg. Oh, Saw. Yeah, yeah, Saw. That was at Saw. She she showed me the Saw series very early because we were very into Halloween. Your mother sounds like a wonderful person. She really is. I love my mother. 
Um, but uh, we, we have that. Uh, we have some eyelash and eyebrow uh, sort of brushes here that we can apply shit to. Uh, we have a dimpler, stimpler. I don't know the, the exact word, but it's like a it's like a sponge that you can um, use to make really good scar work. I'm pretty good with that. It, you seem to really like the grotesque. I <laughs> what can I say? I really do. And then we, we have the uh, the grotesque makeup itself. Um, again, Ben Nye. But I have here what looks like pus yellow, blood red, um, dirt brown, and just all black. Um, that's in this section. And then over here we have just a section of bruises. Some bruise colors that we can use to apply some really gross bruises. Um, we also have a an all white if you need to look like a ghost or a goth. Oh, well, is there any difference? No, they both have no soul. And then over here we have the uh, the blue that I used when I dressed up as Derek Zoolander and made my friends hate that I kept saying, "Is there anything more to looking ridiculously, ridiculously, ridiculously good looking?" That's not the quote, Bryce. Okay, I know I messed up the code. He actually says, "Is there anything more to life than looking?" But you understand the idea. And that is, uh, that is the beautiful uh, makeup kit. Now, that's amazing, Bryce. Can you tell me some of your makeup tips? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, I think uh, makeup tip one is uh, if you really want to learn the trade, you shouldn't listen to me. Oh, no, I don't know if that's fair to say. No, you know, I, I know some decent stuff, and I can do a little bit of work. Like, I can, I can get some good contouring. I can get my cheekbones high and such. But uh, I am not, by any means, a makeup expert. I am pretty good. I Okay, I am definitely better than the average male. And I think I would have, like, low average female abilities, you know. Because, you know, I don't want to stereotype. And often women are, are wearing makeup a lot more than men. Just by societal requisites and societal pressures. Um, and uh, I, I don't think I'm very good. So I would say listen to literally anyone else. I, I actually hear, Bryce, that the ladies on the My My Favorite Murder podcast. Is that the fucking name of this podcast? Hold on, let me check real quick. Come on. My my Yeah, My Favorite Murder Podcast actually uh do great makeup tutorials. Really? That's very interesting. Yeah, I was uh I was listening to them the the other day and I was hoping to hear a murder, but they ended up talking about makeup the entire time. <laughs> Well, that must have been just one episode. No, Bryce, actually, uh, my boyfriend went to the next episode, and it was still just makeup, and we couldn't escape the makeup tutorials. Oh, 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 that's very funny. Well, at least you're not listening to a podcast that purports to be about something else and is instead about makeup like that one. Isn't that right, Bryce? That's right, Bryce. Well, uh, thank you for listening to this episode on the the declining political stability of the United States and the uh, interactions between the parties. Uh, I hope that you've gleaned some very important information about the declining of the political class in America and uh, that we didn't talk about anything else that's totally unrelated to the goddamn podcast that we're talking about! Okay, but like, peanut butter pretzels though, man. They're so fucking good. Like, the salt, like, most of the time you, you eat the peanut butter pretzel, right? You just, like, you just, but you ever just, like, suck on one? Like, the, like the candies that grandmothers give you, you know? Like, whatever the fuck those things are. I, I don't even know where you buy those. Like, Werther's Original, is that what it's fucking called? Okay, okay, but it's so salty, and then, like, you can break it apart. And, like, your saliva makes it all, like, gross. But, like, 
the texture, man. Peanut butter pretzel texture. It's what it's about. Oh my god, is this special guest Brooke Thorpe? Uh, yes, it is special guest Margot Martindale. Uh, special guest Margot Brooke Martindale Thorpe. Uh, you, you are being recorded for an episode of the Bryce Cast, the podcast that I am making for my dear, beloved, departed for Chicago boyfriend. While he drives across to Chicago, do you have a couple minutes to share some time with him with us? Uh, sure. Do I gotta put on pants? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Brooke Tranos, uh He's a, a a big lover of onions and garlic, especially uncooked onions and garlic. He loves the biting flavor and like the pain that you get in your mouth. And as someone who's such a plant enthusiast like yourself, I was wondering if you could give me some information about the the family that onions and, and garlic are a part of. Uh, the mycelium family. So mycelium family are a bunch of like uh, rooting tubers, uh, green onions, uh, leeks, stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, depending on what it is, depends on like what part of the plant you're actually eating. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know too much about them other than that they are like too, they, they grow from the like bulb, right? Yeah. Similar to like, yeah. And that they're delicious, so, right? And that anyone that would dislike them is a crazy person, right? You know who, who, you know, onions, they, they have layers, and Tranos has a lot of layers, and uh, you, know, you know what else has layers? Cakes. Everybody loves cakes. Uh-huh. So everybody loves cakes. Mm -hmm. Cakes have layers. Oh, I think ogres have layers, and I, I mean, ogres correct, do have layers. correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you, haven't you previously lived, and you will be living once again with Either I'm not sure if what he is an ogre expert or an ogre himself, Kyle Colton. Uh, yes, and you're forgetting the key fact of we live in a swamp. Yes, yeah, that's right. Doesn't 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 Kyle the ogre have like a catchphrase? Do you remember what that is? Where's my drink? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I drink to forget, but I <laughs> God, he has so many catchphrases. I was going for get out of my swamp. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just has to use that one in, in recent memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that and also I'll turn your power off or I'll pee in your meter room. I mean, <laughs> he's got a lot out there. Well, yeah. Well, well, Brookamiss, Brookapoo, Brookie Pie. Um, do you have anything you would like to uh, let Tranoffs know as he's driving across 
the plains of, of Montana and the Dakotas and, and the plains of the Midwest? Um, now the first few days are going to be really, really fucking fun. You're going through some of the most beautiful parts of America. The mountains are incredibly beautiful. Uh, I highly recommend if he's going through the way that I think he's going through. There's a small town called Deer Lodge, and it has the best steakhouse I have ever been to. Mm. I didn't realize how big it was until, like, even Ian's uh, aunt, who lives in Las Vegas, knows about it. Damn. Uh, Really fucking good. Uh, It's a hodunk little town, uh, so the town itself is nothing to be amazed about. It's just really fucking good steaks. Uh, and once you get uh, east of the Rockies, um, please don't fall asleep uh, while you're driving because it's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully such entertaining content that you and I are putting together right this moment will keep my boyfriend from a fiery grave in the cornfields of Iowa. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, uh, worst case scenario, uh, he, uh, I don't know. It, it, it'll be hours of corn, so <laughs> if you get hungry, you can always just pull over and eat corn. That's right. That's right, babe. I hope you love corn. Well, Brook, Brookie Poo, Brookie Pie, Brookopolis, Thorpeness, thank you so much for uh, contributing to this, uh, I don't know, third or second or fourth, I, I don't know what episode this is going into yet. I'm making them all at once. Episode of the Bryce cast. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you have a nice, relaxing time in Winthrop. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's beautiful out here, and I'll, 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 I'll be here literally not even all week. <laughs> okay, bye! Bye. All right, I want to I wanna talk about plants. Because like, plants are pretty cool. You know, I'm looking at a plant right now. I'm looking at the orchid lily that I have, which these things hate living when they're outside of like whatever manufacturing plant creates these things. But I, it's like they need it, they need like the full nuclear fusion reactor of the sun aimed directly at their four leaves. I don't understand them. Anyway, okay. So like it's it's millions of years ago, and little little planty boy is being all like, oh, I need to make energy and I need carbon so I could go make more of little old me. And it's forever ago, right? Like millions and millions of years. And Planty Boy is all like, well, there's like inorganic carbon all over the place, but that kind of sucks. Like I, I want, I just need carbon, right? And getting carbon out of the ground, like, that's kind of hard, you know, it's all rocks, like, it's early earth, it's all, it's all Hadean era bullshit, like, it's lava and bullshit, volcanoes, because it's young earth, but there's all this fucking carbon dioxide up in the air, oh my god, that's so cool, and so little planty boys be like, they, they happen into this thing, that scientists call Rubisco, which has a stupid long fucking ass name that I don't fucking remember. It's like Rubiscon the glycoscalate or some shit like that. And they, it, it's Rubisco is pretty cool because what it does is it it takes the carbon 
dioxide out of the air and it takes the two oxygen off of it and then it puts the carbon into the plant. And so then you, you have the carbon and carbon's great for building things. Like carbon loves everything. And so you can just attach other bullshit to carbon, right? And that's why we, we're all, everything's carbon based, you know, that's, it's just like a great, it's a great atom for attaching bullshit to. And Rubisco is, this plant is very successful. Okay. And it's like, oh my God, I love Rubisco. Except Rubisco is like not good at its job. It actually kind of sucks. But the plant's like, well, fuck, I figured it out once. Let me just make, like, a shit ton of Rubisco. And so (laughs) shit tons of plants are just this shitty fucking protein that doesn't do its job well. But it makes so much of this protein that it succeeds in ripping all the carbon off of the carbon dioxide to make carbon to then attach that to other shit. And first of all, that's hilarious. I mean, that is the monkey typewriter problem right there. That is, (laughs) we found a way to do it once. We don't want to find a way to do it a different way. We can just do it a hundred thousand times the shitty way. And like, that'll work for us. So the the plant was like, cool, I'm going to do that. Now, as, as oops, plants became the dominant life form on proto earth, right? They they started changing the composition of the atmosphere with the most useless, useless byproduct, O2, because it's just so chemically unstable. It loves to do everything and then get used by, you know, other high forms of life and cellular respiration, all that jazz, right? So as oxygen concentrations increased in the early atmosphere, turns out Rubisco likes to preferentially bind to oxygen before carbon. So the this <laughs> the shitty protoplant that was like, oh fuck, I cool, I found a way to pull carbon out of the air. That's so awesome. Turns out it actually came up with a way to pull oxygen out of the air. And even worse, <laughs> the protein that does this, when it pulls oxygen out of the air, actually creates poison. <laughs> it creates poison for the plant. <laughs> but but plants had already all end on the whole Rubisco strategy. There is no other strategy, right? Because this is unintelligent design. No one's in charge here, okay? It's just fucking processes happening, and they come up with stupid answers. So plants come up with all sorts of different ways to deal with this phos- phosphoglycate or whatever. It's the, the poison, the poison. They're like, okay, well, sometimes maybe we can take the poison and we can just immediately like destroy it and turn it into other byproducts that are semi-useful. Sometimes we can like just break it apart and like excrete it. Sometimes we can just like, uh, I don't know, they come up with different strategies, right? But <laughs> it's really funny to me that plants came up with a solution that ended up basically poisoning them. And because carbon dioxide concentrations are going down in the atmosphere over millions and millions of years because plants keep turning it into oxygen. They keep having to make more and more Rubisco. They keep making more and more of this shitty, awful protein. That's the only way that they ever come up, uh, came up with. And so at any given time, scientists estimate that there's like 20 million tons 
of Rubisco on the planet, of this tiny protein that does a shitty job, but is the only way that plants have ever figured it out. And that shitty fucking protein, that shitty awful protein is an integral part to building all of the world around us and creating the oxygen photosynthesis cycle that allows everything else to live. I think that's fucking hilarious. The other, the other crazy part about that whole cycle is when, when plants are taking the carbon dioxide out of the air. Oh, wait. Uh, no, uh, that's Rubisco. Okay. When plants are creating uh, like sugar, like energy for them to go do things like make more little planty cells and planty walls and like seeds and flowers, which are all just sex organs for plants, which is hilarious that we think sex organs on plants are pretty. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh, the water that plants absorb and put into their chloroplasts, which are the, the sections of the plants that have the chlorophyll, um, the water is an integral part. So, okay, sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm explaining this poorly. Carbon dioxide goes in, oxygen comes out, we understand that. But it's actually not the same oxygen that was on the carbon dioxide. It's actually oxygen that comes off the water. So a photon comes off the sun, which is a fusion reactor, which means that, you know, most life on Earth is fusion-powered, which is awesome. And it hits photosyn... Uh, 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 oh, my God. Phospho... It hits, it's chlorophyll. It hits the chlorophyll molecule, right? And that excites the chlorophyll molecule. And it creates... The chlorophyll molecule basically looks like an umbrella. It's a crazy-looking molecule. It has all these dendrils that just expand out from a central turbine. And those basically boing, 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 boing the energy of the photon hitting it into the center, which excites an electron on top of a metal molecule. And that excited electron then gets grabbed by something else that then moves it through the process to create a bunch of sugar for the plant. But that electron being ripped away from the chlorophyll basically is like crazy. Like the chlorophyll is like, ah, oh my God, like my electron just got stolen. Like, ah, you know? Because no one likes having their electron stolen. It's almost worse than having a bike stolen from you. And so it, it does the most crazy thing that, like, I almost can't believe that it happens trillions and trillions of times every day. It takes water, that super, super stable molecule of one oxygen and two hydrogen, and it rips an electron from the hydrogen part of water. And it fucking breaks apart water. And that, it, like, water is so fucking stable. And it is insane that that is what plants are doing. They are ripping apart water. And that's what's responsible for the oxygen. So the hydrogen molecule, it becomes one fully completed hydrogen molecule. And then it becomes oxygen, and then one proton, which is a hydrogen molecule without its electron, right? And so that just completely deteriorates. It cannot stay together anymore. So it breaks apart, and then two of those oxygen molecules come together and get released as that most useful, useless, <laughs> poisonous molecule of oxygen, which then, of course, gets eaten by Rubisco, poisons the plants that come up with all sorts of ridiculous ways to deal with that. And I, my God, it's just, that's so crazy that is just so fucking insane i love that i love that shit like oh we figured it out once don't need to figure it out again no need to we can just make more of the garbage and then come up with ways to deal with the poisonous byproduct that fucking kills us it's truly amazing 
Welcome back. We're doing Bryce on the Street, a special segment where I accost nice passerbys and ask if they have garbage to tell for my wonderful podcast. I'm here with Nikki, Josh, Melissa, and I think Josh has a very special thing to tell my wonderful boyfriend, super sexy Tranos Macambe. Okay, well, I was about to re reproduce the pronunciation of the name, but I think I'll butcher it. So, <laughs> um, point is, that was a big high bar to cross, and I don't know if I'll meet it. But um, the story is, I came uh, to Montreal to party with my. So I'm from Boston, and so you can't drink legally at age 18. And so we graduated high school after senior year at age 18, and we went to Montreal to party. And you know when you say like a word ironically but then it starts becoming unironic yeah, and like, like bro. part of your vocabulary yeah, so bruh. yeah that bruh. was that was us with the word bruh. bet you know like oh bet 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 so we said it like kind of incessantly while we were in montreal and then we were like okay this has to stop because we look like absolute tools um so then we made a rule that you can't say it when you go back to the u.s but if you say it to a border officer, that is an allowance for one bet you get in America. <laughs> and this is a greyhound, so like everyone goes to the border together and like you can hear everyone's interrogation in like one room. Um, and my one friend, like he's getting interrogated and the guy's like, oh, like, do you have anything to declare? And he's like, bet. <laughs> And he did it like multiple times. You know, it's not illegal to say bet. So the guy couldn't really do anything. And this, the whole room was really perplexed. And he got like 11 bets in. And <gasps> and, and then and he flaunted those in our faces in, in the US um, when we couldn't say bet. So yeah, that, that's the story. I know it didn't really have a super... But but did he use the bets immediately? Yeah. Or was he just like, yo, I got like seven more bets, you assholes. Um, I don't remember. It was almost five years ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But... I know that we were all jealous because we started saying like things that approximated bet. We were like boat, beat, like just B words because we had that itch to scratch, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, that's that's my bet story. Dude, thank you for that bet story. Appreciate it. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> this has been Bryce on the Street. <laughs> New, coming to TLC. The show you've all been waiting for. I just don't know if I can date him or not. Men and women stuck in a stupid house on the coast of Spain. Oh my god, I just, you're not part of my top three, but I want to be top part of your top three. Drama the likes of which you haven't seen since fucking 90 Day Fiance. I think you were a fucking dickhead for lying and saying that I didn't love her to her, but she was like, how could you do that? It's like five to six men and like five to six women or maybe more or less. It's hard to tell because they're not all lined up. Oh my god, we totally made out. We went the distance. We just like, it was like lip to lip action. Unreasonably hot men and women. What am I gonna do without him? Baby, you're just like so hot to kiss. I just wanna smack him up. All staying in the same fucking bedroom like a bunch of dorm kids. Oh my god! He was, his dick was rubbing up against me in the underwear! Can you believe that? Uh, uh, the fucking name of the show Love Island. Uh, welcome to the next segment, which is a, a rehash of the old segment. Um, what the fuck is my father reading? Um,. <laughs> I I so enjoyed 
reading about the stupid fucking flying motorbike because obviously flying cars are always just around the corner that I've decided that I want to read another article from the brilliant author and the author's full name as listed on the website. Again, author's name is Christopher Carbone, U.S. science and technology editor for DailyMail.com on DailyMail.co.uk. Uh, and if you, <laughs> his, his name is, is registered as the, f- that full thing. If you go to the, his author page, it gives you that. So I want to go and find, um, an- <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and read, uh, another article by Christopher Carbone, U.S. science and technology editor for dailymail.com. Uh, let's see. Tesla's Tesla's will be quote more intelligent than humans humans all caps humans by 2033 as their microchips already have 36% the capacity of the brain study reveals well okay first of all uh, that's wrong. Moore's law states that every two years, the number the number of transistors in a microchip doubles and the cost halves. So if this was a measure of transistor density, so like a lot of AI theorists think that um, consciousness and thereby intelligence is a meta factor of complicated systems. So like a conscious entity is something that just arises out of a sufficiently complex system. Um, There's nothing, I mean, I subscribe to the idea that there's nothing innately special about consciousness. I don't think that consciousness cannot be created elsewhere at bare level, as long as we're not talking about like deep level philosophy um, and uh, avoiding those like tricky questions for now. Like, I think that the human brain is just a series of neurons. There's nothing special innately about a series of neurons. If you could create a similar system out of, say, groups of transistors that either replicate neurons or behave in similar ways to neurons, I don't see why you cannot create a similar consciousness out of that. So uh, anyway, Moore's Law says that we double the number of transistors every two years. And uh, so if if we're already at 36% the capacity, then by four years, we would have already, <laughs> we would have already created consciousness if uh if you know that was all true uh now to give to give the alternative viewpoint um or a alternative viewpoint that i think has some credence to it um roy (laughs) famous as the roy soy boy toy um subscribes to the idea that there must be something we're missing since we are able to create um sufficiently complex systems of transistors and fake neurons to get close to like small animals at this point. And there's, we're not creating like crow consciousness. Like crows are fucking smart. The Corvid family, crows, ravens, that groups of bird, that grouping of birds, they, they're really smart. Like they know what they're doing. If it was just a bare number requirement, we should have seen that like corvid level intelligence so it's totally possible that we are missing like a quality of the connections between the neurons or the a, a quality of connections between transistors when we're trying to artificially create intelligent entities so 
I I don't subscribe to it's just transistors. I don't subscribe to it's just the number that we have. Like I I totally am willing to listen to arguments and I, I think I would eventually support arguments that like there's a level of qualitative quality that we need to have in the uh, the complex systems that we're building in order to create consciousness. Uh, but anyway, if they're saying that we have 36% the capacity of the brain, uh, first of all, uh, what, are you, what the fuck do you mean by capacity? And second of all, if that were true, they would be smarter than us in like three years. So that's hilarious. Uh, so let's go ahead and read this, uh, this brilliant article by Christopher Carbone, U.S. Science and Technology Editor for DailyMail.com. Uh, The bullet points are, Teslas will be more intelligent than humans by 2033, a new study reveals. The electric cars, D1 microchips, already have 36% of the capacity of a brain. These new microchips can handle 362 trillion operations per second, whereas the human brain is capable of one quadrillion. Okay, stop. What do you mean? What's an operation per second? Because, like, quantitatively... In computer science, operation per second is like, can you move a number to a new memory address? Which, like, you know, an an analogized is like, can you fill a bucket with water? You know, like, can can you take two numbers and add them together? So, like, I don't think I can add... (laughs) one quadrillion buckets of water together in a second, nor can I think of one quadrillion numbers. So I don't know what they're fucking talking about. Uh, Elon Musk's company is using microchips that increase their capacity by a rate of 486% per year. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? Is using microchips that increase their capability by... There's no, there's no more capacity. You build the microchip. It's a physical device. You cannot increase the capacity of a fucking microchip. What the fuck does that mean? Elon's microchip is using microchips to increase their... What the fuck is this? Tesla's new microchip will be more intelligent, quote unquote, than humans by 2033. Its processing power is currently at 36%. What is this? The D1 microchip can handle 362 trillion operations per second, whereas, okay, what's an operation? According to a study, study is not fucking linked. The firm made its prediction. Wait, the firm made its prediction analyzing past and current Tesla microchips to find that their capability is increasing in high poppy. Okay, okay, okay. The microchip that controls when the window goes up and down is not part of the microchip that controls when your butt gets warm. Those are two separate fucking functionalities. That's not one system of increasing levels of complexity. Those are two different things. Why do they keep saying Elon Musk's company? Do they forget that they're shareholders? What the fuck? This is such a fetish. They want to host his like 18th fucking star child be named an amalgamation of like the TV set's model name and a number of fluid ounces that he can fit in his water bottle. Jesus Christ, 
part of its Dojo computer supercomputer platform. It will be a key part of the firm's autopilot self-driving system as it continues to develop, according to Vanarama. What the fuck is Vanarama? What are you talking about? Vanarama. Oh, it's a blog post. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so the original source has some decent stuff to it. It doesn't seem full retarded. Teslas will be more intelligent, blah, 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 blah. Now they, they bring in Moore's Law. They talk about Moore's Law, which means they're not idiots. When considering the growth rate from the first chip manufactured by NVIDIA, which is the actual chip manufacturer, it's not fucking Tesla making the chips, it's NVIDIA. It means that Tesla would take 17 years to reach a level of maturity, the level of a mature human brain, eight years quicker than we manage. What? That's just stupid. Oh, Teslas are going to be smarter than us in, in fucking 17 years. Look, look at this fucking subtitle. It takes the human brain 25 years to reach full maturity, but Tesla could equal that intelligence in only 17 years. What the fuck? They've been working on this car for like decades. I hate these people. What the fuck does that mean? Who are these fucking idiots? Tesla's D1 chip is 30. I'm, on, I'm still on the fucking vanorama.com blog post. This is not a study. It's a blog post. Okay, future of AI chips. Okay, so, oh my God, wait. There's nothing. There's no research here. There's no research here. Oh my God, wait. Does this? So, Christopher Carbone, U.S. Carbone? Yeah, Christopher Carbone, U.S. Science and Technology Editor for DailyMail.com just plagiarized a slightly less stupid person and posted it onto the dailymail.co.uk. Oh my God, it's the oh, same graph. It's the same graph. Wait, what's the copyright? Vonorama researched. It's Vonorama researched. He plagiarized it. It's plagiarism. It's just full plagiarism. And they added a copyright. They added, they added a Daily Mail copyright. They stole the graphic and then added their own watermark. How is this not illegal? Does the UK not have laws? I thought they had laws. Oh my God. Okay, okay. Graphic, microchip, D1 chip, 2022. Operations per second, processing power as a percent of the human brain. You still have not explained what the fuck that number means. In the time it takes you to read the graphic above, the D1 chip will have completed 7.6 quadrillion operations. Yeah, about four quadrillion of those operations will be computing how fucking retarded you are. Holy shit. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Why? They're obsessed with this idea that like a Tesla is growing faster than a baby. Quote from the article, well, this isn't a quote, it's just the article. A human brain, which triples in size during a baby's first year and reaches full maturity by the age of 25, contains about 100 billion neurons. In the time it's taking you to read the graphic above, the D1 trip will have completed 7.6 quadrillion operations. Researchers in have long said that there will come a time when AI exceeds the intellectual cap capacity of humans, although there is a wide range of opinions about when will that take place. It's 
Quote, it wouldn't be crazy to believe that tech will become significantly smarter than humans in our lifetime, Vonaram says. Quote, microchips are currently capable of working the way our brain synapses do, with researchers developing chips that are inspired by the brain, by the way the brain operates, end quote. Oh my god. Again, what does that mean? This is, again, why are they, this is so weird. This is so weird. Looking at that growth rate, Vonarama explains that the Tesla would take only 17 years to reach the level of mature human brain. Oh my god, imagine, imagine, okay? You, you pop out a baby, okay? But you pop out that baby next to the Tesla super factory in Austin or wherever he gets his fucking stupid ass tax breaks because he, Lord knows he doesn't have enough money from his apartheid South African emerald mines. Isn't that right, fucking Elon? (laughs) They're obsessed. They are obsessed that the, the car is going to complete high school faster than you. Oh, no. Oh, no. The, the Tesla Model S, it got the job at the McMinimans down the street, but you're still in high school. Oh, no. What is this weird obsession with 17 years? What is this? This is so bizarre. This study arrives as Musk continues to tout the benefits on electric-powered cars, saying Monday on Twitter, oh good, we're quoting Lord Jesus on Twitter, wouldn't be, won't be long before we view gasoline cars the same way we view steam engines today. The residual value of gasoline cars bought today will be much lower than people think. These chips have been instrumental in Tesla's existing automated driving functions, but there is so much more potential over- It's not made by Tesla! It's made by NVIDIA! Anyone can buy this! This goes- This is in my desktop! It's in my fucking PC! There's nothing fucking special here! You know, this article comes out just after all the news media starts reporting, quote, did Musk propose Hyperloop to stop California high-speed rail? A New York fucking, oh, sorry, not a New York, a regular time. It's not the New York Times. All the news media started reporting, this is what, how old? Two weeks ago, a week, no, not even a week ago, more a uh, little bit a week ago, all the news media started reporting on how Musk proposed the fucking Hyperloop to get people to stop purchasing into public transportation. Quote from the Time article, several years ago, Musk said that public transit was a pain in the ass where you were surrounded by strangers, including possible serial killers, to justify his opposition. But the futures sold to us by Musk and many others in Silicon Valley didn't just suit their personal preferences. They were designed to meet business needs and were the cause of just as many problems as they claimed to solve, if not more. At the time, it seemed that Musk had dished out the Hyperloop proposal just to make the public and legislators rethink the high-speed train in California. He didn't actually intend to build the thing. It was more that he wanted to show people that more. Why are we listening to him? Oh. Why? They're, these people, they want to suck his dick, his fucking alien dick. 
have his 27th model of dishwasher plus the number of bowls you ordered from Barnes and Noble named child. Fuck you, Christopher Carbone, U.S. Science and Technology Editor for DailyMail.com. Fuck you. What a fucking sack of shit you are. Holy moly. Oh my god. Is this the man with six middle names? The master base himself? The the Jordan? The Jordan Binks. The Jordan Binks. That's the Jordan Binks to you. That's the Jordan Binks to me. Well, you're you're being interviewed live on air into my recording equipment, which I guess makes it not live, for one of the episodes of the Bryce Cast. Live from Issaquah, it's Jordan Bates Live. Live. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow, what an honor. What a great audience. Let, let me just say it is an honor and a pleasure to be part of this great show and framework that is what is this called again? The the, <laughs> <laughs> the the Bryce cast, man. Come on. He's sleeping under a rock. It's world renowned. Of course, of course. How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> Screaming, adoring fans. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I can see how many times the podcast is downloaded. I've told a couple friends about it. Four people, four whole people Whoa. have listened to it. Whoa. That is, uh, that, is, that is a quickly growing, you know, you keep that exponential level of growth, you could be quadrupling every week. <laughs> <laughs> World domination in, in a couple months. <laughs> no, that's like, that's like when you take a chart and you just zoom in and like the you have you have like two people getting married and you know the day before the wedding there's zero wives and the day after the wedding there's one wife and it's like wow if you extrapolate we need a bulk deal on wedding cake no well uh i'm i'm i i have already uh created the rss feed and put it up on a spotify so you can type bracecast into spotify and you can listen to the first episode, but you're you're gonna have to appear on a later episode, and you're it's it's got to be yeah, good. I'll be in the promo episode. I'll be in you know after it's an established. Yeah. Starring. Guess guess starring Wild Loomy himself. <laughs> the man with three. Oh wait, well four sets of grandparents. <laughs> Way more than that. Wait, what? <laughs> Every time I ask, there's more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Are you just? Well, but what do you what do you have to share with the the rapidly growing audience? Feels feels longer to be 
honest. For the last several months, there's been this uh, additional guy who's been stealing all my Bryce Colton time. <laughs> and he should be very ashamed. He takes so much of my good friend, Bryce <laughs> oh come on, babe! You know jealousy looks bad on you. <laughs> uh, well, I never said I wasn't uh, flawless. <laughs> Just one of a kind. Just one of a kind. Understandable. No one can understand it, actually. No one could ever understand, but I will be honest. Of all the people, and I know a lot of people that my life, they out here saying, there are people, many people, lots of people say it, uh-huh. that Bryce Colton is one of the biggest bike enthusiasts <laughs> in the world. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's mean, right. I, I will say it's the it's, uh, it's, it's truth. Um, <laughs> what do I have to say? Do you have a fun story, either of you know Tranos and I, or you and I, or um, some, something completely unrelated, just uh, anything, anything that you think my dear, belovedly departed for Chicago boyfriend would like to hear as he's crossing the cornfields of the, the northern Midwest. What do we think? Okay, so Tranos, Tranos played in a game of Dungeons & Dragons. game of Dungeons & Dragons that uh, I ran, and I, I uh, Tranos guest appeared as a, I don't even really remember the character, but he was, he was essentially a, a hobbit or a halfling, and uh, he was a wrestler. He was like a WWE wrestler, and I think that Tranos absolutely nailed He did. Role. I mean, it was amazing. He he really rolled into the RP. He doubled down on every stupid decision that the, that the party <laughs> And uh, he played the hell out of it. He was just smashed out in that tavern. He was just, I'm just going to grab him. Uh, I will say it's a very good session. I was very appreciative of uh, Travis' comp- uh, competition that he was having with Brooke. With mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke was very clearly trying to win the scenario. And uh, for all you listeners who are not fans or nerds of Dragons, you should know, it's not really winning in Dungeons & Dragons. It's a collaborative game. Mm-hmm. One person is very clearly trying to disrupt the other people you kind of have to get creative. You, 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 there's a couple ways that I like to resolve. And Tranos' solution was to put him in a headlock 
And uh, <laughs> uh, it only would have been better if he had actually lived in the real world. For playing up a a uh, hobbit wrestler with uh, much aplomb, and as I recall, that was his first time ever playing in, a, in an RPG like that. So uh, yeah, yeah, doubly impressive. Yeah, you nailed it. That was a that was a hell of a game. I was very impressed, and uh, you're 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 cool getting back. I do enjoy that. He's a he's a he's uh, pretty he's pretty alright, you know. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, you're a little biased, to be honest. Sir. I mean, it's you, true. You may have the bias. It's uh, true. Completely unbiased. They're out here saying I'm the most unbiased person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, incredibly I, humble. I won the trophy for most humble Hear that audience? The Jordan Bates seal of approval. Rarely given. Rarely given. Never. It's true. It's true. Usually you have to pay him like three Jordan dollars for one of those. And I got one for free. Jordan dollars. Well, you've exchanged Jordan. We have to elaborate a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jordan dollars is a creation of my own. It's actually the second time <laughs> in my life of inventing a currency. Uh, I'll actually start with the first time I invented a currency, uh, which was when I was in kindergarten. Uh, I had established an entire economy around white rocks. And, and I don't know <laughs> I mean, as a four-year-old, an entrepreneurial four-year-old, I taught and trained the entire rest of my entire kindergarten that white rocks could be exchanged to ride the, the youth slide or play on the jungle gym or what? get the Pokemon cards and, we created an entire economy that completely bankrupted everybody's Pokemon stock and transferred their assets <laughs> to me. It was a great time in my life. Wait, wait, so you just like stood at the top of the slide and you're like, give me white rocks if you want to go down the slide? No, 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 that would be crap. I paid people in white rocks to stand at the top of the slide. <laughs> <laughs> I Capitals. You're the one taking over slides and charging people to go down them. And the teachers are the capitalists. Uh, that, that's my recollection. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. All right. All right. But the whole thing crashed down after about a week and after everybody lost all their Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> United States 
dollars. Also, it's it's basically the gold standard. A Jordan dollar is backed by the U.S. dollar. Well, okay, but Jordan dollars are much more exclusive. Yeah, you can and also exchange them for a favor. You don't just give them <laughs> but 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 I think I think there's an important I think there's an important distinction here, which is that you can buy a Jordan dollar from Jordan for ten U.S. dollars. But if you try to sell a Jordan dollar to Jordan, he won't give you ten U.S. dollars. Makes a healthy makes a healthy economy. The money just keeps flowing. Yes, only flows in. Uh huh. Money. Well, let's see. Well, uh, you know, those are some excellent stories, Mr. Jordan. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for sharing those with the growing math audience worldwide, worldwide listening. We even have ISS. We're intergalactic. We're being broadcast to the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then tell uh, Clorico I say hi. Shout out to Clorico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to Clorico. Shout out to Clorico. And uh, we'll have to we'll have to hit you on the flip side of the broadcast. Oh, wait, give us an outro. Give us an outro. We got to we got to have the outro music. No, you just anything. Yep. Uh huh. It's been another another call with Bryce's friends. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You know, maybe it's just that I'm outside right now, but I feel like I've been on a botany kick recently. You know, chlorophyll, plants, cellular walls, all that mumbo jumbo biology nerd stuff. One of my my favorite biology, plant biology, botany, botany. My favorite botanist knowledge pieces is about caffeine, actually, because of course it is. This guy just is, uh, he pulled a full circle while driving, he just drove in a circle around in, a, in an intersection. All right. Um, <clears throat> caffeine evolved in plants because it blocks a very important neurotransmitter for a little neuro transmitter called adenosine and adenosine has many functions because all neurotransmitters do they all do very different and interesting things depending on the context of the cell and the biology and the state of the human or whatever and uh adenosine in humans among other things primarily signals tiredness so it makes us so sleepy you want to go sleep that's why we take caffeine is that it selectively blocks adenosine receptors without activating them and the lack of activation means that when adenosine tries to go to your adenosine receptors it then cannot bind and then activate the receptors and so you don't feel sleepy um obviously it has other effects of course because again no neurotransmitter is single purpose and in bugs and smaller animals 
especially those that have diverged early on in the evolutionary tree, it has very different responsibilities. So caffeine evolved as a pesticide and its primary role was that bugs and other animals that are small and eat this plant that contains caffeine in it uh, get their adenosine receptors overloaded and because they cannot properly signal neurotransmitters they die <laughs> probably on the worst caffeine trip of all time so you know if you're a little ant or you're a little caterpillar you know num, 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 munch on this plant it just kills you you just die and caffeine is a really cool example of convergent evolution where <clears throat> there is a design a particular design in nature or biology that is so well adaptive to whatever designs to it that multiple lineages of animals that are otherwise fairly separately not unrelated evolve to have that same uh that same biological aspect so caffeine has evolved in chocolate coffee tea and several other plant families that are completely unrelated to one another because it's such an effective pesticide now of course as the plants are evolving the pesticide caffeine you know the animals that eat the plants start evolving different ways to uh you know combat that pesticide so um you know it, it may not be it, it's a it's a dual arms race you know they're both both sides are trying to fight to get the best war here uh, but <laughs> theoretically the benefits of caffeine were discovered by a bunch of people watching goats and goats were <laughs> like mountain goats were climbing all around on mountains and they would eat berries of the coffee plant you know because the bean is actually a, a seed of a berry of coffee they would eat the berry plant and they'd get all whacked out and they would just start jumping up and down and going all sorts of crazy and humans being humans were like damn i want some of what that goat got <laughs> and uh that's how we discovered caffeine we um one of my other favorite examples of convergent evolution is uh, crabs. There's a official word for this too. It's carcinization. Uh, carcin coming from the word crab, and uh, you know the old fancy word like uh, cancer. Uh, you know the the, the zodiac sign. <laughs> and, um, turns out that multiple lineages of unrelated animals have evolved crab or crab-like features and in fact things like the king crab is not actually a true crab it's not the real crab so conversion evolution is some cool shit well we're once again reaching the end of our second episode of the bryce cast and i think we're gonna kick it off with what's quickly becoming one of my favorite segments at least the karaoke section. Now, last time I subjected you to pure pain by butchering Adele. And this time I want to show off. I, I want to I wanna show off a little bit by doing a song I actually know. And so now, without further ado, sing along with me. Here's Electric Feel by MGMT.
Another end of the Bryce cast. I love you, babe. Sleep tight.